Gravity down. Gravity down. Hey, welcome to episode 157 of Front Seat Gamer. I'm Nick. I'm here with Paul. Hey. And Blake. Hey. Do I have a set order for introductions? I, I can never remember. You've confused yourself in the past. Yeah. I don't know if you do. I always introduce myself first because. Yeah. Uh, when I was hosting. It would be weird for me to go, I'm here with Paul and then go, and I'm Nick. You could do yourself in between each time just to mix it up. Uh, because people mm. might forget by the right. time you've introduced someone else. Yeah. So you I go. Were. I'm Nick. I'm here with Paul. Yeah, hey. I'm Nick. Yeah. I'm here with Blake. Mm. And you're Nick. I'm still Nick. Yeah. And I'm here with... Nick. No, there's no one else here. It's just me and Paul and Blake. Yeah. And, and Nick. Yeah. And Nick. Yeah. <laughs> just the four of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when when I was hosting, uh, I when I was editing it and listening back, I realized I forgot to uh, introduce myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I was just like, I'm here with Paul. How's it going, Paul? And then I'm here with Fabian. How's it going, Fabian? Never said who I am. I like to imagine there's someone who stumbles upon this podcast for the first time ever and listens to that and goes, but I just, I don't know who this person is. And I'm really struggling. I'm struggling <laughs> so hard. Um, all right, guys, you, you, you been playing anything? I'm still just playing Path of Exile. So. Okay. All right. Let's talk about that in a little bit, Blake. Mm -hmm. I've, I've barely played anything, but I have recently got... Uh, Total War Warhammer Three, okay, and you haven't and you haven't played it. And I, no, I played it. Okay, <laughs> but <laughs> the only the only thing with that is that it's uh, pretty much the same as the last two games. That's a problem, in my opinion. Well, it's it's, it's also like, what do you do? Because it's, it, it's, they just add more. Like that's the thing. Yeah. They just they just keep adding more. So the map has gotten giant now. There's like races that um, weren't even fully fleshed out in actual Warhammer Ugh. itself that they've added. Um, but essentially, it is like the same game. There's just more of it, and like I was, I looked up the world map uh, comparison a a across all three games. Yeah, and it's pretty much doubled every time. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be hard to I keep think up. After about yeah, after about ten uh, or fifteen uh, games, uh, it'll exceed the size of the known universe. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> right, <Isn't that> how <laughs> yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, but um, so, question one is: there, yeah. Are there orcs? Yes. Cool. Yeah. Good. You, uh, good. Good job. You you passed. Um, before we get into it, though, I wanted to ask you because you've been away. Yeah. How was your trip? Uh, oh, have I not been on since I went to? The no, US? you haven't. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's been a while. Huh? Yeah. Uh, it was good. Uh, went to the U.S. Uh, visited family. Had brought a baby. Uh, flu flying with a baby is hard, turns out. And it's not even that the, the baby cries. Yeah. It's just logistically, uh, when you're going through an airport, mm. uh, you're carrying a bunch of luggage, and then you also have to carry a baby, and then you also have to carry the baby's luggage. Oh, that <laughs> she's no help. <laughs> she's she's done no help at Does all. Does she have more luggage than both of you combined? Uh, you know, it, it's pretty close, because... Uh, we have to pack like a bunch of nappies yeah. and, and wipes and changes of clothes uh, just to make sure she gets through the flight. <laughs> yeah, no, legitimately. Uh, like, you, you know, you wake up. If she if you manage to get the baby to fall asleep on you, she might sleep for a while. Yeah. And there's a, every chance that she'll wet through oh. the nappy. And then you'll, she, by the way, the, a lot of the time you don't have a seat for the baby. They're just asleep on you. Oh, right. So when they went through, they went through on you. Oh, no. <laughs> Didn't you just use the overhead compartment? Uh, <laughs> it was up full. There. You know, it was full. It's full of other babies. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's many other babies. Uh, actually, on, on the return flight, there was like a bunch of, just like a whole row of babies. Wow. <laughs> do they do, do they do baby flights? <laughs> where the babies are pilots and all the, all the flight attendants are babies yeah did they do that <laughs> no uh they tried it it was it, there were some issues uh yeah they, yeah. they but, once or twice and then never again you know what i mean right because they in, in movie theaters have uh 
mums and bubs uh, show. Do they? Yeah. Where they, oh, yeah, they do do that. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like you bring, you know, parents go with their kids. So <laughs> so if you go there. Never, they might as well not even put the movie on. No one's going to watch that. No one's going <laughs> no to be able to hear anything. <laughs> it's just going to be screaming and crying <laughs> and food being thrown. But I think the idea of that is that that keeps yeah. them out of the uh, regular show. Yeah, they yeah. segregate them. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's a corporate sponsored segregation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> That's not a thing. <laughs> Seems like it should be. I mean, just Although how many, about the logistics of how that works. How many are... I mean, how, how many parents are flying with, with children? Is it enough to fill multiple planes? <laughs> maybe Probably. maybe once or twice a week. Yeah. Probably. But like, uh, yeah. like our plane probably had 10 or so babies. Like, oh, wow. That, that were like baby aged. Yeah. You know, up to two. Okay. Uh. They have these little, uh, at least on Air New Zealand, they have these little bassinets that they like hook into the wall. And oh, you yeah. Strap your baby into it. Cool. <laughs> uh, which uh, my baby was not fond of initially, oh. and then got so tired that she just relented. Uh, how long was the flight? Uh, about fourteen hours to LA. Oh, the the we went from we're in Auckland, and we went from LA Auckland to LA to. Uh, Florida, mm-hmm. and so that was pretty long, like almost twenty-four hours of flying. I think. Yeah, LA, wait, LA and yeah, those are opposite sides of yeah. America. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I know. Holy! <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the return trip was was worse, sort of. Yeah. So, uh, we flew back from Florida on my birthday. Ah, nice. Uh, would, did you get your is that, flight? Is that for, nice? Did you get your flight for free? Was it a no? No, in fact, <laughs> you get a free flight on your in birthday. In fact, when we went to the we went to the airport in Orlando, and uh, the, all the all, <laughs> without t- telling anybody, canceled the flight oh, and God. rebooked us for the next day. Oh, and oh, uh, I was like, we'd already been at the airport for like two or three hours. Yeah, and the rest of the family had already left to go back home, oh. so there was no real reason for us to stay there. So we we like. Uh, finagled our way onto a different flight that went. Mm. We were meant to go like via, like Dallas and then to LA or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it ended up going to St. Louis, which is like north, okay. and then to Las Vegas. Oh wow! And then to LA. Whoa! And so we spent literally the my entire birthday in airports. Holy heck. Uh, happy birthday, me! Yeah. That. Uh, well, you got. I to mean, see even that, that's a that... gift I didn't want. <laughs> even if that worked out, you'd have entirely lost it to time zones, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we, we stopped in, L- in L.A. We, yeah. uh, we didn't continue on to Auckland. We stayed in L.A. for a few days. But, oh, okay. um, yeah, very nearly. Even if it had worked out, most of the day would have been gone. Yeah. But at least I would have had, like, dinner or something mm-hmm. instead of getting, like, to the hotel yeah. at 4 a.m. or whatever it was. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, it was bad. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> did, didn't you, play many games. You also, you also went to uh, Medieval Times. Which, which I think is like the coolest thing. And we, we did go to medieval time. We have nothing like that in New Zealand. No. Uh, nothing. No. I, we've yeah, got I nothing. Really I mean, they. It's kind of a phenomenon even in uh, the U.S. Like, there's medieval times, and then there are a few locations where a bunch of different kinds of dinner theater aggregate. Hmm. Really touristy destinations. Oh, so like yeah, yeah. Orlando is one because it's got Disneyland, etc. Right. And like, yeah. Uh, uh, Universal Studios. Uh, Las Vegas has a few. Mm. But uh, you're not going to just find Medieval Times sort of <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Medieval Times is also like the biggest chain of this sort yeah. of style of yeah. thing. I was um, shocked uh, just to hear that it was still around. <laughs> not only is it still around, they modernized it in some what? ways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh Food was actually real good. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so games, Paul. This is a video game podcast, as you can tell from this intro chatter. Yep. <laughs> uh, you been playing Path of Exile? Yeah, still playing. Uh, now, the public, at least uh, the community vocalization of this league, has been not the most positive. But you, yeah. what's your personal experience been? It's for me way more fun. Uh, and what what do you attribute that to? <laughs> um, like part of it is just that the build I'm playing is actually working, and I'm not struggling too much with that. Um, but 
I also really like Arch Nemesis, which I think a lot of people don't like. Now, do you like Arch Nemesis now? Or is it like, had you played the version of Arch Nemesis that was problematic for the community? Uh, I missed the worst of it for sure. Okay. Because uh, I play on PlayStation, which came out a week after. Right. Yes. Uh, so we already had <clears throat> the worst of the things fixed. Yeah. From what I know, like I didn't experience them. So. Yeah. Uh, so instead, I started with the version where you just all of a sudden have interesting rares and not too many rares for the first time in quite a while for me. Right. Uh, so all the combat with rares actually feels engaging rather than there just being an overwhelming amount of rares. Right. Uh-huh. And that for me has made a bunch of combat just more exciting, more yeah. interesting. Now you're specifically talking about rare monsters, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, if I recall, uh, there was some there was some, some changes to the way loot was being handled, uh, specifically from League content, including Arch Nemesis. So basically, if, if I recall correctly, you'd be getting less loot from League mechanics overall. But yeah. More loot from just the base core game mechanics. Yeah. So that's my understanding as well. Although, yeah. like, I'm pretty far away from the game balance yeah stuff, yeah i'm really just a web developer that plays the game yeah yeah uh so i and i did notice the all the existing league content not really being as rewarding uh-huh uh there there is another thing that happened too where there's like this conversion thing on some arch nemesis monsters where uh it will convert a whole bunch of loot to that specific type right. like for example they'll pull there's a drought bringer arch nemesis okay. um which i think they stop you getting flask charges or something like that but okay. um they convert all the loot to flasks uh-huh. which can be great sometimes but very early on you uh. do end up seeing like quite a lot of flasks so there's a few places still where they right. where it's clunky but I've not had a problem getting loot from the game in general right. at all. And I haven't had to do specific side content to get upgrades and find things and stuff. I did have to ID a lot of rares, but that's kind of how I play anyway. Right. I played Solo Southbound for a real long time. Gotcha. So you don't trade? I will now. Okay. <clears throat> Just, uh, but more this league than I have previously, because also uh, console didn't have the trade site <laughs> until... <laughs> now yeah we just had the trade market which right. was awful for finding things it was really bad for finding things yeah but yeah, it has almost by design system. i think right yeah it's easy to make offers yeah and fulfill a trade yeah but it's hard to find things yeah but if, it's, if you're looking for a specific set of mods yeah it's virtually impossible a, a mod maybe i think you can you can narrow by a, a mod type or something if i recall yeah so you can filter to highlight things yeah but if you're, say, looking for an amulet, yeah, and when you don't care what base type it is, you not need it. You don't just need to go through every page of listed amulets. You then need to go through all the amulets, right? Because really, you're going to be looking for something like plus one to level of fire, yeah, and yeah. maybe life, yeah. And with amulets, there's so many of them listed. They're all one by one, yeah. So you're going through pages of stash tabs just yeah. trying to find that's terrible yeah <laughs> and like i get it because the the offers system is a lot better right. um so we've got like this weird hybrid thing at the moment where you can use the trade site to find things yeah and send people a whisper through there which has meant that at the point where i would usually kind of give up because there's a problem i couldn't solve uh i can now whisper people nice and that probably has helped how much i'm enjoying the league as well Ugh. I haven't done a boatload of it, but yeah. But you've you've patched a few holes yeah. in your build. What are you? What, what build are you playing? I'm playing uh, Summon Raging Spirits, which Ooh. I hadn't played before. Okay, and yeah, yeah. I don't usually like minion builds because they're not very engaging. But Summon Raging Spirits just feels a little bit more. Yeah, the short like duration stuff means do you're, you're you're doing stuff pretty regularly. Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, what uh, are you using? Any uniques? No, none. I don't have a single unique. <laughs> is it um, not yet? Or like, are you aiming to get 
something for the build? No. Uh, it's just not needed for what I'm trying to do because I'm playing yeah. um, Guardian, so it's all just like uh, run auras and uh, region yep, and yep, stuff. Yep, yep, and yep. Um, I get a lot of good defenses just off regular rares. Mm. Hence the whole, I was IDing a lot of rares. Yeah. Uh, also, the rares can have the Eater of Worlds and Searing Exarch Implicits. Or right. These, implicits these are new since I left. Yeah, yeah, they will be. Right. Um, I'm not sure if they're implicits or enchantments. Okay. But they got There's the top of your item sort of thing, yeah. and aren't part of the... Uh, Regular mods. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there's some really nice ones there. Like, uh... oh shit, I did get a unique. I bought it like two days ago. <laughs> which one? Uh, Flesh Crafter, which causes your minions, if they have energy shield, to ignore enemy elemental resistances. It's a chest okay. piece. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, which is nice for some raging spirits because I also am using a. It's, it's really good for your build, especially because you're using you're probably spamming all those uh, 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 elemental damage auras. Yep. And energy well, shield. it's actually yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't have a boatload of energy shield, but you, I have you, enough. But if you if you if you just as long as you're running one of the like the low level energy shield aura, you don't even need to. Um, because I think a little bit of the uh, energy shield is provided by the unique as well, uh. and also. For some enraging spirits, you ne really need to have a cluster jewel that has, uh, it's called Blessed Rebirth, which is minions that were recently summoned can't take damage. Right. Okay. So they get to keep that energy shield. Yeah. For most of their duration. Or whatever, yeah. Uh, which just makes the chest piece really nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, there's a few pretty decent. Uh, some raging spirits uniques, if I recall. But if you're There's... for a guardian specifically, <clears throat> probably not as good as just that that body and and just running your as many auras as you possibly can. Yeah, and I'm really just trying to find stuff that allows me to run more auras now. Yeah, but all the really good stuff is super expensive. Prism Guardian is pretty good. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. You could... Unfortunately, I can't like get like a unique helmet because you really need the plus total level of minion skills for damage. Yep. yep. So uh, rare helmets like gonna win there. There's a few good minion shields. You could also do uh uh like uh, uh oh, I forgot the necromantic aegis the uh, where you give your minions your shield and you could go like a damage shield potentially. Yeah. True. Uh, that's considered that's quite a good damage multiplier potentially there is a um shaper mod yeah. on the shield that i got recently which is just 30 percent reduce uh 30 um reservation efficiency for Ooh. socketed jewels uh -huh. so i have uh -huh. anger and determination in there right because yep. then they're both 50 percent mana reservation nice. and that uh, cleared up a bunch of things for me do you reckon you're going to play any other builds this league? Probably not. I, I like usually I play a league for about a month and then just stop. Yeah. How long has if, it been now? Month and a half. Yeah, definitely longer. And this was that was was also with me being like super sick for a week and just playing all day while. Was sick. <laughs> so how how deep into maps are you? Oh, uh, like tier sixteens are pretty trivial now. Okay. So are you have you done like the end game stuff? I've done some of it. Uh, have you done the maven i tried and failed mm -hmm. it was, was it? before swapping some gear but also i've not done that fight before yeah quite and a quite a tricky mechanical fight yeah yeah i will try it again uh once i've so i've upgraded some gear since but i probably want to level again before trying yep uh but i did like elder and shaper Nice. It was fun because I hadn't actually killed Shaper before, despite it being around for ages. Like I play the game yeah. frequently, but I never usually play for that long. Right. So usually I get to halfway through maps and I'm just like, ah, I'm kind of done with what I want. Yeah, to I'm I feel like I beat Shaper once, uh, but I'm trying to remember. He's he's it's a tricky fight as well. That uh, one's fun though because it's, it's quite clear what's going on. Yeah, it's it's really just the slam avoidance that is. Uh, it, it, 
it's a tw the twitch reaction on the slams mm. when he teleports yeah that's the, the thing yeah. that usually catches me off guard because i just don't have super fast reaction speeds yeah yeah neither do i really um like when was the last time you played poe um i like <laughs> i haven't played properly for a long time i, I played a little i played even saying that I played the league is stretching it because I just played enough to experience the league mechanic once. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, I haven't played in ages. I yeah. Why? What do you attribute that to? Uh, working on it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That makes. Well, sense. I always said I always said that um I would get to the point in the game where my own work starts showing up and I would just start feeling like I'm at work. Uh, yeah, doing yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, which it's like I'm excited for like Poe too, but like so much of that is my stuff and stuff that I've managed, and yep. so I don't know if I'll be able to enjoy it. <laughs> or I might just see problems. Uh, I, I get this because like I haven't listened to a single podcast. Yeah, I just I don't want to hear myself. <laughs> I don't want, and luckily for me, I just work on the website, so I don't have to see any of that. Yeah, anymore, although I've been using it. When you when you use the trade site, do you go? Oh, I need to fix this up. <laughs> uh, so it was kind of interesting. Rory did most of the work on the trade site. Yeah, uh, who's one of the other web developers that works yeah. with me? Yeah, uh, and I did find some things that I wanted to like improve or modify or whatever, and talked about them with Rory. Uh -huh. And because I kind of had a fresh perspective on it, having never really used it for PC that much right whereas this time i'm actually like fully engaged and can use it properly on console uh -huh. and there's some like slight differences with how you would typically go about things on yep. console as well is it model is it uh optimized for mobile at all i haven't actually tried using it on mobile not optimized but it's reasonable okay um i definitely have looked up some items and stuff on search for things well yeah cool do you reckon uh an app makes sense it's hard to justify it needing an app on its own. Well, the thing that comes to mind is push notifications as being like a really useful tool if you're putting a trade out. Yeah. And then like someone can do a push notification and be like, I want that item. And then you, you know you can log, you should go log on and do the trade as opposed to being required to be online. Sure. That would bring it slightly more in line with how it is on console. Because with console, you have the whole trade market thing. And yeah. while you're playing, you can get like a pop-up just being like, right. someone's made an offer on this thing. But what if you're not playing? Yeah, then you've got no exposure to that. Exactly. At the yeah. When you come back, do you just, do you just see all the offers that were made or something? Uh, if they're still there, yeah. And you oh, can then okay. just still go through and approve them or whatever. Uh. Is there, there's this weird thing where we can't, I can see why we don't have that on PC. But there is this cool thing of being like, I'm getting ready for work. I'm going to check my offers. Yeah. See if I've got like some people ready to give me some like currency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why do you think it's not on PC? Uh, because on PC, you could like, people will just immediately write tools that Speed. make that not the manual process that it is. Right. Yes. Which is kind of a shame because it being slightly clunky and stuff and with the restrictions that are there i think make it work really well yeah okay uh but because anyone can just like have even just auto hot key things yeah just go through all the together. things and click accept and yep yeah it just turns it into a bot yeah and then all of a sudden it's not what it was supposed to be at all Right. As soon as you have people auto accepting those, it's a different thing. Yeah, I think there, it's quite important to, that the human element be retained through in, tra in trade in some capacity because mm. uh, without look like a person looking at the item, the offers and the items, that value becomes very abstract. Uh, yeah, it starts to put a lot of downward pressure on the both the the literal value of the item within the game, but also the mental value of the item, like. How much mm. you as a as a player care about items becomes uh, reduced when you're not interacting with those systems. Yeah, and the trade market does have messages attached to offers too. You don't have to put one there. Yeah, but like I've had people message me and 
you know, like they'll send through one, you're like, oh, no, it's not enough. And then I'll be like, please. <laughs> and you're like, no, 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 come on. And then they send through another one that like clearly chucked in like a bunch of random currencies. And this mm. might be the scam they're running, but you're like, ah, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great, though. That's, yeah. that's exactly the, the interaction that you want. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Without, you can't do that without with, with automation, mm, right? Yeah. It just makes it's it an, impersonal. It's an interesting problem. It's like I, uh, and it's you know I, I worked there for seven something years, mm. uh, and uh, it was something we discussed a lot was trade, yeah. and uh, you know we would always see people wanting an auction house, whatever mm. else, and the the reasons they want them are valid, but have quite wide reaching impacts on the on the. Uh, overall feel and uh intent of the game on the player yeah um, like it's it, poe more than any other action rpg and probably more than any game i can think of is a game about items yeah and definitely. everything is a items and the and the fact that you can trade for them is really important for uh the psychological effect of the things you're picking up everything can have a value mm. uh and uh you need to be interacting with that object to get a sense of that value. Even if you're not using it for its intended purpose, if you're all you're doing is selling it on, yeah. you need to be involved in that process to understand that it has a value. Mm. It's, a, it's a very interesting... Because you're, you're talking about value more than a number too, right? Like yes. actual importance. Of... Yeah. Um, the, the purpose it serves in the game, mm. uh, the, uh, you know, the whether or not it's worth the space it takes up in the inventory it's, yeah. it's, it's, these are all things that are uh things that you would learn as a player and and it's also that it, these things change at different points throughout the game and throughout the league like yeah a low level character will pick up wisdom scrolls mm. right mm. like it, you know you're up to level 10 or whatever you're picking up wisdom scrolls all the time uh you're vendoring white items uh at the start of a league like this is all valid mm. stuff to do um two weeks in no you know, when you're level 50, you don't care about these things anymore. Mm. You're, you're never looking at white items. But then, you know, at level 90, suddenly you're looking at white of my yeah. white items. Of the game <laughs> you want these specific trade bases or yeah. like these crafting bases. So um, if you are not interacting with these directly, if you're letting, letting them be handled by automation or some sort of system, uh, you learn less about the game. You care less about the items. And then overall, you care less about the game because it's about items. Yeah. That makes so sense. It's, it's a very interesting uh, uh, set of restrictions that they have imposed uh, for very good reasons. And even so, I, I see why players want an auction house, but I think that ultimately uh, that would be a, a detrimental move for PoE as a whole. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a real tricky thing because I actually quite like what I have on PlayStation right now. Like, it's clunky in places and there are things about it that are annoying yeah but there are a level of annoying that i'm okay with yeah there and are some I, things on console on poe in particular that i i could not get behind specifically it's like the gem management i think was was it still is really a, bad is yeah. a problem uh yeah the <laughs> The reason I don't care too much about that is just because you don't have to do it past a certain point, right? Yes and no. I mean, anytime you get an upgrade, you do, right? Yep. Uh, there's like, okay, you get, you you've got your pretty good chest piece. It's five, five link or whatever, and then you get a six link, that's better, or you get a five link that's better hmm. statistically, uh, or or you actually no, you just get a better a chest that's got better stats, and you have to roll it. Yep. So you're doing all of that rolling, and then you you have to do the socket colors, which means you have to know which socket, which gems you've got to like socket, mm. and then you have to actually put the gems in the sockets. Yeah, which is a series of nested mm. menus essentially, and it's the actual socketing part of it is the worst part yes, for me. It is, and like it is actually quite bad. I don't uh, even remember how you handle gem levels. I think it's automated at this point, right? It's automated, yeah, yeah. You can lock them to stop them auto-leveling. That's right. I, and I remember this was a big point of discussion internally where it was like, you know, in general, most players will want to level their gems, but there are reasons you won't. And there yeah. are certain gems you won't. And 
we wanted players to have the freedom to not level their gems. Uh, but, like, actually manually leveling your gems... Would on, have been terrible. On console. Yeah. I think there was a point where it, where it was manual, and it was awful. Yeah, I can say that. <laughs> that would it be... so bad. And what we ended up with there is actually quite good. Uh, the being able to just go in and turn off auto leveling. Yeah. Even the process of selecting the item, highlighting the gem, and tapping triangle, and it puts a little lock thing on it. Yeah. That I'm actually like completely fine with in terms of how it feels to do it. And I do this quite a lot because I'm running a bunch of auras. Yeah. And so like I still need clarity. Yeah. I need it like a pretty specific level depending on what I've currently got yep. in my tree. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, yeah, clarity is like one of the best examples the actual process of swapping the gems themselves yeah does suck it does really suck do you think something like um like the gems where when you swap new gear right you've you've got a chess piece and it's got your gems on and you you have an upgrade uh if you like you just transfer them it, yeah it just it just swaps like you you equip it and it just automatically swaps the gems but even if the gem like the sockets aren't the same color they're still socketed but they're just not functional i see so what at you're least saying. at least they kind that of that would be there. so confusing yeah, yeah I, th I think would. it would be confusing um consider uh that you think you've got the right colors mm. uh, because actually you do have the right colors but the links are wrong yeah yeah mm. um and you you do the swap over, and it's and not functioning the way you yeah. Do. And then you'd have to go and move them around anyway. Well, you might. And, it, that's if you realize what the problem is, mm, which yeah. is the actual thing there. Yeah, it's like uh, you may not realize for a while that your gem your build is not working the way it's actually meant to be yeah, because probably. the was a an unsocketed gem or whatever a disabled gem. Mm. Uh, it feels like a buggy. It's a bad experience mm. when you figure it out. It, it wasn't clear. It took you ages to figure it out. Yeah, you don't even know how long it's been like that. That also, um, <laughs> the location of gems, while it isn't important for the links, mm. is important for knowing, for you to mentally keep track of like where things are. If you're like planning to swap out something yeah. once you hit like once it hits level twenty, yeah, you know, because usually you're like leveling um, gems and swapped equipment so that once they hit, uh, so that you can get like the twenty twenty, because mm. if you vendor a Level twenty gym in a GCP and a GCP you get the twenty percent quality. Yep, uh, and so, you just want to be able to keep track of like where things yeah. are and which ones they I, are, I, so that I you don't you. have to go through yeah. that process of highlighting each of them. Well. Yeah, yeah. But then, is there a better way of doing this? Then, like, because if, if this is the thing that's like, like you're having the biggest problem with, it, while you're doing it, is there anything that you're like? I wish it was just like this. Part of it is that I wish the sticks worked the way you thought they would from <laughs> moving the cursor around when yeah. you're selecting the... There, uh, there's been a thing recently where um, when you go to socket a gem, you don't pick which piece of gear you're going to socket the gem into. Mm. It will just like pick one. Mm. And then you got to like navigate through all the right mm. it'll probably go to like the the closest mm -hmm. yeah color or empty one or whatever so yeah yeah i think it just goes there. but that could be something like in your inventory yeah and sometimes you'll be on a piece of equipment you've even got the gem in the piece of equipment you want but it's yep. over a gem that's already socketed and you just want to move down to the bottom yeah and it just won't let you <laughs> <laughs> which is probably a bug and i should probably bring yeah. up with someone um it's interesting yeah the the there's a lot of things in the PoE core UI that are developed for mouse that when yeah. you try to port mm. it over to an analog stick, or it's it's a very complicated problem. And the one that comes to mind is the passive tree, navigating the passive tree. Yeah, like you don't want to go linearly node to node. You want to be able to skip to clusters and stuff like that. Mm. And uh, I think they ended up doing a pretty good job, if I recall. Uh, it's, yeah, it's it all feels right. pretty natural. Sometimes it's hard to go up in a specific direction okay but for the most part it's good it's and that's kind of good enough yeah and, and that was that was surprising to me that how close to good like to to what you want yeah they got it considering it is basically just like it's, it's built for mouse yeah and nothing else yeah um i want to talk a little bit about uh sorry did you have any more to talk about on poe by the way no not really okay good shut up 
<laughs> you uh, asked more questions. Yeah, <laughs> I'll go no, down no, this no, rabbit no. hole. I, 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 that was, uh, I was very interested. Um, uh, I've been playing uh, another roguelike. Oh, yeah. Roguelite, I guess, uh, called Dicey Dungeons. Okay. Have either of you heard of it? No. So this is a, quite an interesting game. Uh, it is a dice-based roguelite. Uh, basically, you uh, have little floors with a few battles and like some of the things to interact with. And uh, the battles are all dice roll based. Mm. So um, you'll have a quote unquote equipment. Uh, so it's like a broadsword and it's it deals the damage based on your dice roll. That's mm. the most sort of basic version. Mm -hmm. Or you've got one where it's like uh, deals damage based on your dice roll up to five. And so you don't want a six or um, only poisons monsters when you roll a one mm. or whatever so when you're rolling you're rolling a six-sided die that's not modified correct you, but you're actually you're usually rolling a bunch of them like yeah between like two and, and six or something like okay. that so the equipment is based off what the equipment does the thing based off what the rolls are not or, yes but you 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 it's in in the same way that uh, have you ever played yahtzee yeah, but I'm not sure I remember. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Uh, the thing about Yahtzee is I think you roll the dice and then you choose which dice to use mm. uh, or something along those lines. Yeah. And, and this is a functionally the same thing. You roll all the dice first. Mm. Basically, you get, you get your dice rolls and then you assign them to your equipment. Mm. So, um, oh, okay. In that way, you can kind of build your character to cover your bases. Um, but you can also do like quite interest, intricate specializations. So like there's one where... Um, there's, there's a certain type, there's certain types of equipment where there's a counter. So, um, it'll say like 20 and, uh, you assign dice to count it down. Mm. Um, like it consumes them and when it reaches zero, it does its effect. Um, so it might just do like 10 damage. Uh, but there's like one that was like, uh, it's a counter of six. And when you get it to zero, it gives you two ones. Mm. As in, like, you get two ah. dice that have a one on it. Yeah. But then you'll have one that's, like, it re-rolls a dice. Uh, and maybe you can use that one multiple times. Um, so you can, like, roll a six, get two dice, and then re-roll both of those dice and get sixes. Yep. Um, that sounds kind of cool. Yeah, it's it's quite cool. Uh, lots of... They, they got pretty intricate with the dice mechanics. Uh, there's ones that will uh, increment a dice upwards or downwards. And if it's... Uh, if you've got a six... Increment upwards, you get a six and a one. So okay. you can, there's like lots of little tricks you can start mm. learning to do. Yeah. Um, but the thing that really I think makes this game worth playing is uh, there's a bunch of different classes, uh, and each class has six. They call them episodes, which is just like game types, and most of those game types feel very unique. Mm. So like your basic warrior class or whatever is really basic in the first version and then they'll do a version where you start off with two different kinds of weapon and all the equipment in the dungeon is upgraded um uh and then there's one where there's a different class entirely where it's like your equipment turns into a power at the end so you did you lose the equipment but you get a power for the next battle okay and so you're kind of rolling uh your equipment into a new skill every time and trying to figure out what you're going to need ahead and what you do don't want. Or, happy or is it now. like each area is, or it, once it becomes a power, do you keep that for the rest of the run? No, you lose it after the next battle. Okay. So it, it, it gets replaced. There's yep. um, the, it's, it's quite interesting. Uh, the, the variety they get within these episodes uh, and with across each character. Um, uh, there's, just quite a lot of value in that game and then there's like all these like special game modes i have barely even touched upon uh where all the equipment is switched around like there's a halloween series where <laughs> halloween themed uh, so it's really it's quite solid uh is this a mobile or it is on mobile i think you can also get it on pc yeah uh maybe even on switch and other consoles hmm. uh don't hold me to that hmm. uh but pretty fun and hmm. also it's very cute uh, like the art style is very cute and, and uh, it's pretty tongue in cheek, which is good. Yeah, it doesn't take itself seriously at all. I would quite like another phone game. I haven't had one in a while. Yeah, since I stopped playing um, Slay the Spire. Or... Yeah, well, and the other one, the Carded. What's it called? Card Adventure or something? I don't know. Oh, the one that you said it was, was the one like that I started Spire. playing. Yeah. yeah. Did you uh, play much Slay the Spire in the end? 
Not a lot. Uh, I played quite a lot. I and I'm still playing it, honestly. Yeah. It's, I, it's very good. I kind of ruined it a little bit for myself by playing the other one first. The other <laughs> one was... Uh, Is it better? It's not better. It's an easier game. Ah. But it's also more predictable. Okay. Um, We're like... It's, it's not an easy game. Yeah. But... The I got quite frustrated in Slay the Spire with how important the relics were. Were they relics or artifacts? Yeah, relics. I yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, versus which cards you just had. Um, yeah, cards are more important in the other game, and right. you can get relics, but they really just sort of amplify what you're doing uh-huh. rather than where in Slay the Spire I sort of felt like. I'd found a few good, uh, and the runs I had that went really well were more yeah. because of the relics I found. Yeah, that's an interesting game. I think it's also, uh, in Slay the Spire, that's more true early on than it is later on. Right. Because as you play more, you unlock more relics, and you unlock more cards. Mm. And so both of these pools become larger and less predictable. Um, but you also become more disciplined about which cards you take. Yeah. Uh, and so you can shape your run quite a lot through the cards you take or don't take. Um, There's also you can like, like you choose to take relics. Yes. Because you can, you can discover that actually the downside of this relic is actually not worth it. So you can, in later runs when that pops up, you right. can be like, I actually don't want this relic. I'll choose the whatever other option is. There are definitely some relics, especially boss relics where it's not worth it. Yeah, but you always have to take one. Mm. But there are some where the downsides are so heinous that it makes the run completely <laughs> unplayable. Yeah, like there's one uh, where you can't see what the enemy's gonna do. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> awful. It's like it gives you an extra energy every turn, mm. but you don't, you don't know what your opponent's <laughs> gonna do. Mm. Um, some pro, some enemies work on a very fixed cycle of AI, where it's like I always do A then B then A then B or whatever. Mm. Uh, and so you can still be fine against those, but then anything. And by like floor two or three mm. you just kind of mm. you're boned pretty, pretty much um but one thing i really enjoy about slay the spire is the sheer number of builds that legitimately work and feel unique yeah uh, through that card selection and, and relic process but you're quite right that like for a build to really coalesce uh you have to get the right relics and the right cards and relics are doled out so infrequently and with such randomness that and with like quite a lot of power yeah a lot of them yeah yeah it it can be quite tricky um like if you get the monkey hand which i think it's the one that where you when you use a power it reduces the cost of another card in your hand to zero uh yep it's insanely strong yeah and or that especially combined with a thing that like causes you to draw new cards Mm -hmm. when you play all your cards Mm. uh that can be like a, a completely broken run. Yeah. Uh, if you also get a bunch of powers. Yeah. So you need to be choosing powers mm. and hoping you get a monkey <laughs> paw or you need to get a monkey paw and then mm. start choosing, hoping you get powers. Yeah. I think there's a, uh, there was a warrior build that I did similar to that where there's like a relic when you play a power, you get like another power or something. I don't know. It was absurd. I, I was oh. just stacking powers. Yes. There's, uh, it's, it's the, I don't think it's warrior. Oh, maybe it is warrior, but there's, um, oh, at least the, 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 maybe it's not, maybe it's the orbs dude. Yeah. The orbs dude has uh, a power that gives you a new power at the start of every turn. Yep. That thing was yeah. just bonkers. I think it's called creative AI or something like that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and when you get that plus monkey paw, yeah, it just makes your cards. You can play two cards to the price of one basically. Mm. <laughs> Um, and if you start getting like the free powers or the powers that only cost one, mm. uh, you can just chain powers together because you play one and it causes another one to cost zero, which causes another one to cost zero, which mm. causes another one to cost zero. Yeah. Uh, those are the best runs. But they are, you are but quite it's, right. It's They're so up the chance. Like, huh? It's so up the chance. It is. It is very inconsistent. Yeah. Um, I, I, I yeah. can see how, though, with a lot of playing it, you learn to work with those inconsistencies and figure out what to do with what you have. Yeah. the I read a guide by a guy who basically just said, whenever I'm making a choice, what I'm choosing is what's going to uh, 
best allow me to survive the next round. Hmm. So he it wasn't he was never really building towards a thing. Yeah. At least not early on. Uh, it was always what's going to let me kill the next elite basically mm. get let me get more relics um because later on that's that's how you open up your options and, and you can start funneling towards a build yep but that's not how i play <laughs> like <laughs> i want to do the power build yeah, yeah. choose all the power cards yeah. Like, yeah i hope i get a monkey pot and then i'm gonna yeah, lose. And just hope that the, you get the right <laughs> dice rolling <laughs> yeah, brings it all together yeah and <laughs> uh and that becomes more and more infrequent the, yeah the longer you've played because you've just unlocked a bunch more stuff mm. yeah i think that is the right mental state to be thinking of this game as just like what is going to get me through the next yes the next yeah, if, thing at least for if if your goal is successfully clearing mm. if you just want to have a good time though yeah. i i think it's a totally valid to pursue a build that you yeah actually i play. yeah that's true i agree but i also think out of that that mindset of just uh surviving the next round you can like discover a build yes you know? absolutely yeah and then suddenly you're like wait a minute now i'm now i've kind of got this 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 yeah, uh system I'm, I'm going some things working here yeah so like, I'll, I'll, I'll call the fat and, yeah or, yeah i'll start yeah. moving towards that and exactly yeah um on that topic we've got a a question from a listener called nick great name mm. um that was the other nick all along <laughs> he was here the whole time uh go ahead and read this out nick oh her guys i'm not gonna do a voice never mind um, how insulting to nick oh my god how dare you it would be amazing if he called in and he sounded exactly like, what do you mean? why are you doing that voice um hey guys i love how you've gotten into slay the spire as i've gotten older i've moved away from action and deep rpgs into these run-based roguelite style games I feel they suit my desire for quick yet strategic slash complex games. I can't remember if you talked about Monster Train yet, but if you like Slay the Spire, I highly suggest Monster Train. It's probably my favorite game in the past few years because it's very much a one-shot style of dungeon crawler, and it's got some super unique mechanics. I also just picked up Across the Obelisk, which seems pretty good so far. It's more in the vein of Darkest Dungeon, but card-based, i.e. you build your team over time. First take is it's not as good as the others mentioned, but still fun. Take care, Nick. I am going to try Monster Train. Have you tried Monster um, Train? I have not, but that Obelisk game, uh, a friend of mine was talking to me about, and he's been really, really enjoying it. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, he was talking to me about it, like, yesterday. Nice. Uh, so I was thinking about checking that out at some point. I'm going to look up Monster it's, Train. Apparently, um, <laughs> apparently you can play, like, co-op. Oh. With, so with the Obelisk game, you can play, you've got up to, no, you've got four characters. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, you can have someone else playing one of the other ones. Oh, wow. Maybe up to four? I'm not sure, because I haven't actually checked yeah. it out myself. But yeah, he was saying you can totally play co-op, um, which is an interesting idea. Yeah. Speaking of co-op, uh, I've also been playing Alawoth. Oh, yeah. A little bit, which we've talked about in mm. the last few episodes. Did we talk about the co-op mechanic at all? No, because I've not played it co-op. Yeah. No. So let's talk about... I haven't played a co-op either, mm. and there's a good reason for that. <laughs> It has a co-op mechanic. It's local only, as far as I can tell. Okay. It, it might be online, <laughs> but regardless, it's pointless. That's interesting. Local only. Yeah. It's <laughs> even if it's not local only, it's pointless because it's only in fighting areas where you're you can do co-op. Oh, uh, right. So you, yep. uh, and you're you spend a little bit of time in the game in fighting areas. Yeah. But to be perfectly honest, not the majority of your time, yeah. and uh, when you're in a fighting area. There's not really decision making. No, it's just attack. It's just fighting. Yeah, and you don't you don't get to build a character. You're playing one of these like predefined characters huh. for if you're playing co-op. Yeah, so it seems like a game to me that would be just uh, could work well with um, <laughs> not co-op, but like uh, you, you know, uh, have an enemy player, right? Like like how I thought. Uh, like, yeah, it, like a versus worked. mode, like a versus mode where there's another where you're, you're there's another player that is yeah. another hero somewhere else in the world. You know, playing the same world. When you first described the game and you thought this was the case, mm. I was like, "That's weird," and I don't know how that would work. And mm. the more I've played it, the more I think that's actually the better format for this game. <laughs> 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 it this game, look, Alawath is it's got some really fun elements to yeah. it. 
but it's got some real. It, uh, if you if you're a developer on Aloth, I'm sorry to say it got some big design flaws, in my <laughs> opinion. Um, the arbitrary like level cap is too low. Uh, the AI is too simple. Mm. Uh, the fights don't have enough variety, in my opinion. There's weird difficulty spikes as well. Like I did a three skull dungeon. That was way, way, way harder than anything I've done. And I've done, like, wow. boss dungeons. I've done five skull dungeons. I've done wow. all the stuff. Uh, there, There's just... Also, the quests... All the quests are the same. Mm. They're all... Mm-hmm. Go to a place, do a thing. Mm. And, and, like, the thing is kill monsters or pick up items. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if you... If you sit and you take the time to, like, read and stuff, you probably get some enjoyment out of that. Uh... But there's also like spelling mistakes and grammar issues. Oh, really? I don't. But I don't but if you if you can get past that, then yeah. sure. Uh, but if you if you're like the kind of gamer who skips the quest stuff, mm. there's so many quests in the game, and they're all the same. And yeah. So you don't even. It, it... Yeah. That would get annoying. And that that quest log is tricky, uh, like annoying it's, to it's navigate. Use, it's useless. You can't yeah. even. It's it's pointless. Uh, then trying to turn in quests. Mm. Uh, it matters whether it's day or night. Yep. And sometimes you'll go to town. And you'll have like it'll be like yeah you can totally turn in a quest here mm. and you go in there and there's you're no not, one there not right time of day so you don't know but maybe it is the right time of day but they're actually the inn uh, or yeah you have to check the inn yep no matter what time of day it is and yep. then you're like all right I guess I just sleep and then you might find them during the night yep yeah. I get why that's annoying but that's also kind of interesting it is interesting mm. I did I, like it, it seems cooler than this NPC that you turn shit into is just there all the time. Mm. Their life is just waiting for you to return this yeah, quest. Yeah. I did like <laughs> that there was uh, yeah. this this day and night thing where there's just different NPCs around and shops are closed and yeah. there's different people day and night. The, prob- like, the problem it, it is not that. The problem is how you then transition to day through, through the times. Like, to go from day to night, you either have to go and sleep in an inn or leave the town and wait mm. and then go back into the town. Okay, yeah. Yeah, there's no just like wait yeah. button. Uh, there's also no like. That's a shame. There's a thing that bugs me is that there's no like camp button. Well, there's no camp like set up a camp. You know, like in um, Pathfinder. Yeah. You you know it's it's almost very similar. You move around on the map in yeah, a very similar way. Yeah. Sort of pins and stuff. Yeah, and there's a day night thing. Yeah. Like time passes, and then um, if you're low on health or whatever, you you camp. Yeah. Uh, anywhere right. on the map. And yeah. you regen your your health, but um, in this it's like you have to sleep at an inn to to re to regain your life. You can't. I mean, you can use potions and stuff. Yeah, sure. If you want to use yeah. potions, but yeah, uh, there's yeah, it's it's quite a flawed game. There's there's also the thing of like with like the durability on equipment. Like I like that oh. there's durability, but it's so low. <laughs> like you have you have to constantly be like repairing. Like it's also I don't fully understand how the costs are calculated because sometimes it only it costs me eight hundred gold to repair. Sometimes it costs, sometimes it costs me two thousand, and I te- I haven't really done much different. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it feels like it would be cheaper to buy a repair kit and repair everything outside a fighting area. Mm. Yeah, I've, um, I bought a repair kit and I repaired stuff. You can also only repair stuff outside a, a fighting area, yeah. not like out in the field no, no, or in a town. Yeah, like but, why can't you just go to the blacksmith? Or yeah, it, there is some odd stuff. Uh, uh, generally, I did I do like it though, but like yeah, there's some there's some odd things. The, the way the whole food system works is kind of weird. Yeah, they, like you it, cook it, it, you cook your food at a at a campfire, and yeah. then to eat the food, you put it where you'd put your potions. Yeah. Well, you can just eat it straight out of your inventory. Yeah, but then it doesn't carry across to the fighting area, does it? No, it does. It does? If you're, if you're outside the fighting area. It does? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. should be doing that. That's, I, that's, I, what I, that's what I was doing. So I carried, you know, a bunch uh, of like like uh, like high-level food yeah. uh, meals and then like eat that before the fighting area just out of your inventory. Right, okay. You just go in. Um, I don't like... There's a, there's, a, there's a gem socketing system. Which oh yeah, you've probably never used. No, I, I I have socketed a gem. Oh, because you crafted an item. I think so. Yeah, I've never found an item that has a gem socket that I didn't craft. Oh, so I, oh, which is just weird to me. Yeah, why doesn't loot have uh, gem socket? Yeah, uh, I do think there's some interesting things in the crafting system, and basically this this game has some really cool stuff and some some yeah. big 
I, big problem. I like talking about the crafting system. I like that different regions of the game of the have different world materials. have different like yeah. materials, and you craft different things. So if you're in the dwarven area, yeah, you can all you craft all it's all dwarven stuff, and they have like different <laughs> attributes yep. and all this stuff. So yeah, if you want That's like neat. specific things, you have to go to specific places yeah. in the world to craft them. Oh, the, yeah, there's the specific recipes, but there's also the specific materials that the enemies mm. drop. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Which you can augment your crafts with, and there's even like special blacksmiths with special stuff within these areas. Oh, like in the black in the dwarven area, there's a blacksmith often an isolated corner of the map. Oh yeah, who has like a battleborn set of gear that he can craft. Oh wow, uh, that's just different from the dwarven set. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, but you have to like do a quest to do it. Oh. It's like yep, yeah, like I said, yeah. there's some really cool yeah. stuff. Just also just a lot of weird stuff. <laughs> some of the dungeon arrangements are really weird. Where like the the chest which ends your run is quite early on, and there's a bunch yeah. of stuff to explore yeah, around. Yeah. I've done that before. I've gone. I've gone past the end chest <laughs> yeah. uh, to see the rest of the dungeon. Yeah. And it's very weird. Why Why they wouldn't just be like, you can loot the chest and continue. Yeah, because looting, the, yeah, they even say, right, like looting the chest will end the dungeon. It's, yeah. Like, oh. It's just lots of weird stuff. Yeah. And, and that's, we, we talked also about the whole UI mm. problem. The UI is, uh, I mean, I it's, it's bad. It's console. It's a controller. Issue. No, it's not though. I it's, mean, it's, it's trying to put partially... a game that like would be, better with a mouse and keyboard on control no, no i think i think it's i mean maybe but i think i, I think no yeah <laughs> maybe but no blake um, <laughs> uh to me the issue is really one of trying to minimize button presses over uh clarity mm. but in doing so also not necessarily minimizing button presses we talked oh, there's again. heaps of button presses exactly it's all we, button presses we talked cool. about the like the navigating like the uh to repair mm, yeah it's like shoulder and then like trigger yeah or trigger in the shoulder or whatever trigger when, shoulder and then you press a button to repair all yeah and then press another button to okay that and why these things are in their own separate like categories when mm. you could have just like pressed shoulder twice or whatever mm. like uh, the fact well, that just you hold a button yeah you know hold um, something to repair the fact that you can't it doesn't loop around as well, that, like when that, there's that actually infuriates me. Four or five yeah. buttons at the top, yeah, like tabs or whatever. You <laughs> the, can't go from left to right. The not the not looping yeah. is the thing that gets me. So. That's that's in the um, the the quest yep. uh, log that not looping from top to bottom. Yeah, just is that too. Oh my god. So it's just lots of little problems. It's uh, early access though. Not for long, I think they're doing a big update. Yeah, soon and I, I don't know. There's just. Uh, it's it's got a lot of cool stuff. Mm. It just doesn't quite hold together. Yeah, I yeah. Think. Uh, yeah. I Those... yeah I I I I do quite like it a lot, and even with these flaws, you haven't played just... it in a while though, right? No, I haven't actually played it in a while though. Um, <laughs> Why is that? I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but you like it, you just don't play it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> To be fair, I can say that about a bunch of games. Mm. Yeah. There's heaps of games that I like that I just stop playing and I have no good reason mm. for. You know, a game I, I'm excited to play again soon? Yeah. You do, you no, do no. Know, what, what, go, what, ahead, go ahead, Blake. Guess. Uh, to No Man's Sky. No. <laughs> I've never played it and it, I never it's will. It's Zelda. Oh, oh man. Actually, uh, yeah. Yes, actually, that is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that trailer. Yeah. Only a tiny slip, snippet of gameplay. That's all I needed. So ready for that game. Uh Tears of the Kingdom. I was hoping Let's it would go. be this year. Yeah, <laughs> everyone was. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, the uh, uh, Mountain Blade Two. Oh, that's that's launching this year officially. Yes, I, I, uh, I went to download that last night, or not a couple nights ago, because yeah. I was like, man, I haven't, uh, I haven't played this for a while. Like, I wonder how it's going. And then I saw that it was actually launching yeah, soon so i was like date. all right i'll i'll wait till then and yeah <laughs> yeah i'm really excited for that yeah uh i i sort of beat it when it was in like, oh yeah a few months ago and like there were big gaps there was like random voice acting sometimes oh. by the way <laughs> in in Alaloth, there's one npc that has voice acting <laughs> really <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's digital like uh digital voice acting oh, no. uh, so i don't I, I don't know why it's the only one I found I can that has it. <laughs> it's really weird. I can understand an indie studio being like, yeah, we'll just use AI voice for everything. Yeah, they yeah. try it on one and then forget to turn that off on production. <laughs> yeah, that's what it felt like. Yeah. yeah, and they're just like, oh, actually, let's not do this. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, Mountain Blade 2 coming mm. out later this year. 
Paul, you should get it. What? Yeah. Wait, do you have a good PC? Yeah. Like, good graphics card and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, you should get Mountain Blade 2. Mountain Blade is so good. It's really, really yeah. good. What sort of style of game is it? Uh, uh, it's medieval warfare. First-person combat uh, mounted on a horseback often. Mm. Really quite tactile combat. Like, it feels impactful. Yeah. Uh, the way you approach an enemy and what weapon you're using and, and how you what swing type you use, etc. All that matters. Um, but then combat's only part of the game. You, you start off with basically nothing and you have to sort of get money and you can get money through like helping people or you can trade between towns so you're traveling around the world tra traveling you know, trading between towns um it's a it's a game about organic growth from basically mm. lone soldier to king of a massive army uh, yeah and you go okay. from like fighting three bandits in a field and just scraping by to conquering castles with a thousand troops yeah and, that sounds it, pretty good and that <laughs> that ramp is really organic it feels mm. natural and it's just uh, a real pleasure and at some point you you can make your own kingdom and like uh, you you try and forge allies mm. uh, there's this insane weapon crafting system which i barely even tapped into the first time i played but it is like extremely deep so was this early access before and is it launching properly soon yes yeah. and it's been in development for like 10 years mm. oh okay it's been it's it's really long the original mountain blade came out I want to say 2007 uh maybe 2008 wow and they did like a few versions of it there's a version with guns there was a version that was based on a novel hmm. uh that might be the version with guns there's a, a version with multiplayer um uh, this has multiplayer as well actually mm. uh but the it it was always really ugly looking <laughs> yeah like the first version it was just horrendous looking and they <laughs> they spent a lot of time on the art for this one it's not like incredible looking but it, it's it's pretty good looking yeah it looks, mm. pretty, it the, looks the, pretty decent yeah the cities and stuff all feel very mm. organic the cities you can get lost in yeah they got lots of winding passages it's it reminds me of like you know how the cities in the witcher everything just, yeah it felt like a city had grown organically yeah and everything yeah, yeah, was yeah, winding yeah. paths and little narrow things and dead mm. ends as well <laughs> the only thing i really want is more to do in cities yeah uh yeah yeah you because you can like you can access everything in the city through just a city menu and not actually physically go into the city there are oh, really i think are there, there some npcs and stuff i think oh, actually i think buying shops you have to go into yeah. the city for yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and quests as well yeah. like you'll you'll find quests in the city yeah but um no you don't do you even have to because uh in the city menu i'm sure like you have there's like a uh, quest quests, icon. Quests maybe not, but you do have to go into the city to buy shops. Yeah, you can buy shops and and tell them what to craft and. Yeah, um, I was I was trying to. That last, pretty cool. Last time we talked about, it, I was trying to create a merchant empire. Yeah. Um, where I just like amassed enough wealth to buy the castles and not <laughs> have to like. Yeah, war. that's a thing you can do. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. and I was I was getting pretty close, but uh, man, it is. It takes it, a while. It takes a while because my gameplay is actually just uh trade routes yeah you're yeah. going you're sort of going around the rim yeah. of the of the whole country and yeah trading and and then just buying up as many uh shops as i can and setting trade caravans mm. as well as myself being a, basically a trade caravan going yeah. around the world yeah that's it's pretty a, funny it's a fascinating game think of uh it's it sort of provides near skyrim levels of freedom uh in terms of how you play and stuff yeah uh but uh the focus is less on like it's much more grounded in reality mm. and uh uh the medieval way of life and and this sort of organic growth towards mm. military and and, uh, and country leader yeah you it's um really good. i might check that out once it releases if yep. it's releasing this mm. year you you know there's not that a lot of this year left <laughs> yeah oh. i know it's, it's disappearing <laughs> yeah yeah um i was just gonna say you navigate the map very much like in Alloth. oh no yeah it's it's better than that though. It's better though. It's, it's 3D <laughs> and you can zoom in and and stuff and the the little icon or the little 3D model of your character on the world map actually is just a scaled down version of your actual like character. Yeah. Okay. Like I I realized that when I was changing armor and stuff like that, it was represented in the world. Yeah. Like in the world map. Yeah. Which is kind of neat. And it's important that they do this for uh like the when when you're when you're 
you do have like four other or five other like uh military leaders following you in a pack and they mm. each have like 500 units yeah you don't yeah. really want this <laughs> well i'm time. okay with um the whole like overworld and yeah. real yeah, world yeah. sort of switching thing i yeah. just i don't like don't want to be when they there. take it back a step further and you're just a pin on it. right no yeah. this we'll, we'll have a look after you know you're not you're not mm. a pin but um you're not it, a pin, it has that <laughs> you, you're a little you're a little little 3d guy um but the world does move the time of day does move faster when you do i think that's <laughs> was that true yeah like you could stop moving and the world would stop yeah you, i mean you, you can pause the simulation yeah you can yeah pause the game. Ah, okay, oh, okay yeah uh but like it's not like if you if you have more movement speed the world moves faster I think you can no, alter. I can't, I can't, I'm you sure can alter there was the a passage of time on the world. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of because, like, I was zipping around yeah. and really fast, and you know, the time of day is like flying by. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, we are well over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've got questions about any of the games we talked about, or if you want to recommend some games, or just like say hi, email forensicquestions at gmail.com and make sure that the headline is like why. Uh, no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have had that, you know. Perfect. I'm glad. Uh, you can also contact us on Facebook, etc. You know, you know the drill. You've heard of the podcast. Yep. You know uh, the drill. Like and subscribe. Hit that bell. Uh, yeah. Leave a uh, yeah. smash that like button. Smash it. Smash it. Smash <laughs> pieces. Your PC. If, <laughs> subscribe to Blake's OnlyFans. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, please. <laughs> I don't have anyone. <laughs> I don't have any fans. What's weird? It's just a collection of paper fans. Um, yeah, only fans. I'm a big, big fan big, fan. Big fan fan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll be back uh, maybe in a couple weeks, depending on people's health and uh, whereabouts. Yeah, you're sounding pretty sniffly during this podcast. Yeah. So hopefully, it'd be better. By I then. think you'll be fine. Probably. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Have you watched The Good Place? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, I watched a bunch of that as well. Good Place is fantastic. One of the best mm-hmm. shows ever. Yeah, Michael sure does good shows. Mm-hmm. He, Michael sure does good shows. He sure does. Like Michael sure. Yeah. Does good shows. Yeah. Because sure his, na- his name is Michael Schur. Uh, I see. Oh, yeah. 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 No, nah, yeah. S-H-U-R. It's a play on the name Michael. I get it. Yeah. 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 Cause it's like Mike will, but it's like he Mike, does, yeah, not like, he will, yeah, yeah. It's like he's he's unwell as well, because Mike ill. <laughs> ill can be good. That's true. Yeah, right. man, that's ill. Mike ill, sure does good shows. Yep. Weird that his parents named him that. <laughs> <laughs>